of um, spiritual connection with each other and with the cosmos and with the Creator. I have another question for you. Remember the Bolivian grandmothers that were praying? We yeah. talked about uh-huh. it. Yeah. I mean, look what happened. I think now is the time, especially where women are going to find their power, mm-hmm. women are going to find their voices and send, start sending out these prayers Yeah. and cause these shifts. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, a big part of it is just prayer and working with each other. And, you know, in terms of, like, the real material world, you've got a new leader in Chile, right, who per- perhaps, you know, a woman leader, Michelle Bachelet, that has a lot of potential. And I think women are going to have to lead the way, Charmy, if you want to know um, how I feel about it. Good. Did that silence you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for more. Uh-huh. I'm just waiting no, for No, I mean, more. they really I are. I mean, we need people, men, women, whatever, who are really in tune with the planet and in tune with the Creator and in tune with spirituality, are willing to be accepting of the earth, be accepting of all humanity. And I'm certainly not talking about these bozo televangelists who are worried about the, you know, the so-called gay agenda, whatever that may <laughs> they're be. They're coming to get our kids. I mean, there's Where certainly a human agenda <laughs> out there. You know, treat me with respect, yes. treat me with love, treat me with kindness. Compassion. I think that's the human agenda, and I think that's the one we need to sh- try to show some respect for. Yeah. Yep, now's the time. And now's the time for us to go. Yeah. Thanks to Alex Sergey for engineering. It's always good to see Alex and hear his brilliant um, comments. Yes. And we'll be seeing a lot of Alex, I hope, during fundraiser. Yes, please tune in next week. Get your checkbooks out. Help us out. Help help keep Ollie in these fine duds that he's wearing. <laughs> That's right. Here. Renegade Solutions is a White Buffalo Woman production. It's engineered by Alex Sergey. I'm Charmy Golson for Ollie, Transboy Bratton. Please try to remember we're all related. See you next week. A box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's that Hand off his box A box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe That means I have Half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. My name is Mike. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and food in culture and culture in food and in the community. And I have a guest today. Chris, hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Chris is the development director of Food Gatherers. Mm Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Food Gatherers has been doing a lot of great work in Washtenaw County for some time now. Yeah, 17 years. 
You want to tell us something about Food Gathers? Yeah. Uh, food Gathers uh, is the food bank food rescue program for Washtenaw County, and we have been around for 17 years rescuing food from around the county. Uh, we rescue and distribute um, about 2.9 million pounds of food every year. Wow. Yeah, and uh, we deliver that food to about 150 nonprofit programs throughout the county. Uh, these are the programs that are actually on the front lines of fighting hunger in our community. We just provide the food to them, and they're actually providing the food to their clients. So it's a big web of connection between um, food gatherers and so many other nonprofits in the community. And I was just reading that uh, great organizations like this are, when you talk about rescuing food, it, it makes you wonder if you need to get like some kind of SWAT team uniform and <laughs> go rescue a carrot somewhere. But well, I guess we feel like we kind of do have a SWAT team. We yeah. have five trucks on the road, and uh, you can usually see one at least once a day, certainly around Ann Arbor, and we make uh, trips, of course, out county areas as well, Milan, Manchester, Chelsea, Dexter. So we're all over the place. So if you ever see a, a truck with a carrot on it, it's probably ours. A big carrot, <laughs> yes. And I was just reading also that uh, meanwhile uh, – this is something from the Associated Press, just mm-hmm. to be real quick. Leftovers from swank Super Bowl parties are being donated to Detroit-area hungry and homeless people. Forgotten Harvest and the Gleaners Community Food Bank of Southeast Michigan have collected unused perishable food and distributed it to soup kitchens, shelters, and food pantries. Yep. So that's the kind of work that you do. Yeah, exactly. And um, as you know, Ann Arbor was also designated as a super city during the uh, Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So, um, And that's one thing I think many people maybe are not aware of is that there is a pretty big charitable arm of the whole NFL and the whole big taste of the NFL that went on in Detroit. All the money raised from that will be going to charitable organizations, but specifically related to food. Uh, And we will get sort of a trickle down of some of that. Um, But of course, they're going to be gleaners and Forgotten Harvest will receive a lot of that. Um, But yep, that's exactly what we do. About 80% of the food that we rescue and distribute comes from local businesses uh, in, in our community. And that's pretty impressive. That's kind of unusual to have such a high percentage of rescued food. That's great. And I'm wondering, say, if there's a party, uh, some kind of, I don't know, office, mm-hmm. like, maybe an office party or some yep. kind of corporate party or something like that, do you train the people at the party in some way how to handle the food or such like well, that? Well, parties are kind of unique. Um, there's, you know, of course, a lot of food that does come to us comes from things like that. Um, but what we have to do at that point, usually that that will occur after the party. They'll call us up and say, hey, we have all these subs left over. Right. And the rule about that is, is we can take it as long as it has not been opened or served from. Uh, because according to the health department, once it's been open and exposed to the air, you know, we really can't um, take that and distribute it. But as long as if they have like a huge veggie tray that came from a local business um, that hasn't been opened, we can take that. But if it's been opened and people have been taking from it, we can't take that. Okay. And you've got an event coming up to raise money for food, food gatherers. Yeah. And this is, again, uh, related to the, the whole Super Bowl, Super City activities in Ann Arbor. Um, the Main Street Area Association, we were working pretty closely with them. And uh, they were very successful in um, corralling about 10 uh, businesses down in the Main Street area to um, display bowls that were made by students from Burns Park School, 
Pioneer High School and Stone High School, um, all made by them. And um, each store has taken anywhere from 10 to 20 bulls. They're on the display there. Um, we're holding basically a silent auction, which will end this Saturday at 5 o'clock. And we encourage folks to come down, check out the bulls, make a little bid. Um, and all the money that uh, will be raised from the sale of those bulls will come back to food gatherers. And have you seen some of the bowls? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're a great range. I mean, um, Burns Park, that's elementary school. So we had a bunch of third graders making um, bowls, and they're very cute. Yeah, they had sort of a a leaf theme to their bowls, which was pretty neat. And Pioneer High School, um, they made some really fine bowls. And Stone High School, they made many, many bowls as well. And so they're all different kinds of bowls, very different. Okay. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about food gatherers and soups and bowls in just a second. But first, a song about carrots, because once again, carrots, big carrots are on the side of all the food gatherers' trucks. That's right. And if you come out to visit our warehouse, you'll be greeted by huge carrots as well. There are carrots <laughs> everywhere. Ev- yes, they're holding up the building. They're actually or holding up the, the, uh, the awning. Or not the, the, well, it's, the it's they line the sidewalk, yeah. Yeah, and, and, the, and actually... Here's something I'd like to do in the future because I, 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 these are metal carrots, right? They're made of metal. Well, I, actually, I think they're made of uh, something more like uh, I was going to say cement, but not, it's not metal. I don't okay, think. Yeah. cement, big cement yeah. carrots. But if you bong them just lightly with your finger, each one has a different tone. I've noticed that. <laughs> well, so, I'll have to try that so, tomorrow. So I, w- I would love to s- maybe if some <laughs> some enterprising musicians with very gentle mallets, I wouldn't hate to see the carrots dented, oh, yes. could actually play the carrots and create a piece of music. A piece of music that could be aired on your show. Yes, live, <laughs> it, remote. Uh, I don't know if we can be that technological. but Carrot cadences. Yes, oh, I like that. That's good. Actually, that, that could be an album right. concept. But in the meantime, speaking of carrot music, fortunately, there are groups that have already done songs with carrot in the title. Whether they're about carrots is up to you, I think. Uh, this is Neutral Milk Hotel. And this is from their album, In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. And we're going to hear this. This is The King of Carrot Flowers, Part 1.
That's Neutral Milk Hotel, and that is The King of Carrot Flowers, Part 1. There is part a part two and three on the album, but they don't mention the word carrot. So technically, <laughs> by FCC regulations, we're not allowed to play them on this program. <laughs> this is Pandora's Lunchbox, uh, and I'm here with Chris from Food Gathers, Development Director. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the other things that Food Gatherers does, as well as being a, a food rescue organization. What are some of the other uh, branches of what you do? Well, of course, uh, the other huge branch of what we do is the uh, community kitchen downtown uh, in the Delanus Center. Um, that kitchen opened in November of 2003, and we now serve um, approximately 97,000 plates of food every year uh, to folks in need who uh, are having trouble making ends meet and finding food. Um, and so... We the the folks that come to the shelter. Of course, we serve the folks at the shelter. Of course, which mm-hmm. is about fifty residents, I would say there. But then um, we can get anywhere from a hundred and fifty. We can get, average like a hundred and fifty people at dinner time. And um, actually, during the summer, we saw some of those numbers go up, and we're trying to understand exactly why that happened mm. right now. But um, the folks that we serve at the kitchen, a lot of them mostly are homeless, um, but not all homeless. Some of them could be the working poor. Um, it's it's something that I think a lot of people aren't aware of, that just because folks um, are hungry um, and seeking out food, it doesn't mean that they're not employed. They may, may very well be employed, but they, again, are not making enough to make ends meet. Um, and a lot of the organizations that we actually serve um, throughout the, the community, um, uh, about 50% of the people that are receiving food are children, and that's a pretty high Mm. percentage. Um, We just participated in a big um, national hunger study through America's Second Harvest, and the results are still being tabulated, but Mm. we're excited about that because it's the first time we've actually participated in a way that we will get real specific numbers about Washtenaw County. So we're really anxious for that data to come out so that we can really uh, start sharing that and and shedding some light on the real picture of hunger in our community. But the kitchen is a big, big visible part of what we do, and um, and we also started a job training program for youth this summer too, which oh, we're really excited that. about. Wow! Mm-hmm. Now, first, where's the Delaney Center exactly? It's on Huron Street, and um, it's sort of kitty corner from that parking lot um, on the corner of First and Huron. Okay. And uh, it's a big brick building. Now, the job training program you were just saying. Right? Yeah, the job training program um, is specifically targeted to at-risk youth between the ages of about 16 and 20. Um, we try and, and, as I said, the first class we did was last summer, and we've got two more classes scheduled. And we're working specifically with kids from Ozone House and Arbor Heights. And these are kids with a lot of challenges, and our hope is that um, by getting them started early in food service industry training, that they're going to have a leg up on on finding work within the community. And we've had a lot of great um, support from local food businesses. Um, and we're really happy to say that um, of the kids that participated, they are all now either employed or in school. And so we're really that was a really good uh, result of the work that was done on that. So we're really looking forward to the next two classes. Classes. Great. And what yeah. will those classes be? Um, the next one's going to be in the spring, like May, June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're about six-week courses. And, um, and then the other one will be in the summer again, probably July, August. Now, I guess I'm thinking about the question of people listening. How could they find out more about this? Is there a phone number and a website? You yeah, our mention? website, yeah, is really easy. It's just uh, foodgatherers.org. 
and um, our phone number is 761-2796. The website is probably the best source of information uh, because we have pretty much everything we do on there and a listing of our different partners, the different uh, organizations in the community that we serve, as well as all our food donors. And if you're interested in holding a food drive, there's all sorts of information about how to do that as well. And uh, that, again, brings me back to the uh, fun drive, not the fun drive, but the... Uh, <laughs> the Empty Bowls Project, I yes. guess, is a good thing to call it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, happening downtown. Mm-hmm. And I guess the question then that, that brings up is, when when you're not doing uh, Empty Bowl drives and things like mm-hmm. that, you still need food, of course. Oh, yeah. You still need... People need yeah. to donate food, and yeah, yeah, we really, we really um, are accepting food every day from folks just just walking in. I mean, you don't have to make an appointment or anything. We'll accept food from nine to four every day, and um, that's a really good way people can help. Whether you're just cleaning out your cupboards, although be careful because the food needs to be within the expiration dates, right? Um, or whether you are inspired and want to go out and and buy food. But to be honest with you, money really makes the biggest difference because. We can get more food um, for the, for a dollar than you can. We can get we can get food through America's Second Harvest, for example, for 14 cents a pound. Oh. So that's why during the Hurricane Katrina happening, you kept hearing over and over again the real need is for money because America's Second Harvest has access to the food at a much reduced cost, and so they could purchase more food. So that's mm. why you hear um, that sort of cry for actual funds, and that's why we do things like the food the food bowl drive and things like that. And, of course, why we have our annual fundraiser grilling in June. In June, right. And mm-hmm. uh, fun grilling, you've had musicians like George Bard and the Kingpins has mm-hmm. played there a lot. Yeah, Mike Smith and his Cadillac Cowboys, and I think we had Fubar last year. So mm-hmm. yeah, we try and we try and mix it up a little bit. But mm-hmm. George has sort of been a steadfast uh, participant over the years. And I guess the the point though to make again is that it's important to spread awareness of how important yeah. this is. Even I mean, these are really great things you do, fun events and things, mm-hmm. but uh, it's important to receive the food. All the time, so people can. Yeah. People are always hungry and need the need the food. Yeah, and I and I think, you know, not that really anything good came out of Katrina, but I think if if the one thing that did come out as far as a, a message that I think we needed to get out is that, you know, there's folks in our community every day who are experiencing that kind of disaster every single day, and I think that the word I think that really struck people, and I think they heard that message. So that speaks volumes about our community. Yeah. Now, one other thing that Food Gatherers does is housing. How does that work? Well, we don't actually do the housing, but we are partners with Avalon Housing, um, whose purpose is to help uh, create and find affordable housing for folks in need throughout the community. And how we how we partner with them is that during our capital campaign for our new building, one of the things we did was sold Avalon Housing some of our property so that they could build um, the new apartments that are there now standing um, and it's only, I think, about 30 units of housing, but that's a lot uh, for our community, especially since uh, no real new affordable housing had been built in Ann Arbor for about 20 years. So, wow, that's actually pretty deep. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Well, it goes to our mission because although our mission is to alleviate hunger, um, we we know that uh, we can't solve the problem just by continuing to rescue and distribute food. So the other part of our mission is to actually deal with the causes of hunger and poverty, homelessness all contribute to that. So right. that was one way that we could actually fulfill that second part of our of our mission. 
Now, you're, now we've talked about the Food Gatherer's headquarters with the giant carrots made possibly <laughs> of concrete that are musical. Yes, I'll have to find out exactly what yes. they're <laughs> And uh, near the Avalon Housing. So where is the, where are the headquarters located? Okay. We are out off of Pontiac. Actually, if you take Pontiac Trail, we're off of Duvarn Road. Uh, our street is called Carrot Way, of course. Carrot Way. That's great. <laughs> yes. Carrot Way. And uh, so that's off of Duvarn Road on the northeast side of town in Ann Arbor. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Duvarin is spelled Mm D-H-U space V-A-R-R-E-N. Yeah, very good. Duvarin, yes. I've I've seen that, and I I was intrigued by the name. Do you know the origin of that? You know, I really don't. I I should look that up. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I don't. But it's off of Pontiac Trail, and it's out by the new old... There's a new park out there, too, Olson Park, so we're right next to the park. And and anyone can stop off at food gatherers Mm -hmm. and uh, drop off food Mm -hmm. and... And there are tours. Are there tours as well? Yeah, if you stop out there, we'd be happy to give you a tour. No problem. We, we like to show off our new building. And I think it's a it's an eye-opener for some folks, I think, to see the, the big new warehouse. I mean, the whole building is uh, more than 16,000 square feet. And so I think to actually walk into that warehouse really... It, it, you get it right away. I mean, you finally, you get it, how how big a problem it is. And that's that's one of the reasons we needed a new building is the, the demand was so great and we weren't being able to fulfill it. And our goal within the first year or two of being open in the new building was to increase our distribution by a million pounds. And we finally did it this year. So we're... Terrific. Yeah. So the need is there and now we have the space to deal with it. So that's good. Okay. And the phone number again for food gatherers is... Seven six one two seven nine six. Seven six one two seven nine six, and it's at uh, foodgatherers.org. Org. Yes, yeah. there's a there's another website with with a different name, but that's foodgatherers.org mm-hmm. is the one. Yeah. Well, it's Pandora's Lunchbox. It's about 10 minutes to 7, and coming up at 7, Arwolf will help us face the music. I'd like to play a, another song about carrots. Well, not exactly about carrots, but it has the word carrot spelled differently with one R. And, and an A-T instead of an O-T. But this is, uh, this is the associates, and this is what we all feel about food gatherers. This is 18-carat love affair. <laughs>
That's The Associates and a song about food. Well, anyway, it's 18 Carat Love Affair by The Associates. And those that high-pitched uh, Alps jumping warbling stuff is, is always quite appealing. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. And uh, uh, thank you, Chris, for coming here from oh, you're welcome. Food Gatherers. Chris is the development director at Food Gatherers. And if you could just tell us one more time uh, what's going on this weekend. This weekend, we invite people to come downtown and uh, check out some of the Main Street uh, businesses where they will have bowls on display that have been made by local uh, school kids from the Ann Arbor Public Schools with all proceeds raised from the silent auction of these bowls uh, to go to food gatherers. Great. Mm-hmm. And one more time, the phone number? 761-2796. 761-2796. Well, I have a few quick food items to get in before we uh, get to Arwolf and helping us face the music. Now, there's been a lot of controversy over some cartoons that depicted the Prophet Muhammad, and now this is something that really caught my eye. Uh, We all know that during the beginning of the war against Iraq that a lot of Americans were mad at the French and and, uh, the French's mustard company and all those people, even though they weren't from France, they had the word Frenches in them, so some people were talking about boycotting them, and then we all know French fries became Freedom Fries. Uh, French onion soup did not become Freedom Onion Soup, but nonetheless, that's that's a whole other story. Okay, this is from a news report. Iran has decided to rename Danish pastries Mohammedan pastries. Oh, now, um, the, the, the controversy is that Danish newspapers published... Uh, Pictures of Muhammad in cartoons. First of all, um, it is forbidden to publish any images of Muhammad because it's considered idolatry, and also some of the cartoons were not flattering. Um, but this is, in fact, the news here. Iran has decided to rename Danish pastries Mohammedan pastry, and I was very intrigued by that. Um, I, you know, I had a little bit of information here. Where is that now? Okay. This this made me want to go back quickly to the origin of the Danish, which is now the Mohammedan in, in some cases. Uh, originally, actually, actually in Denmark, it's called the Wienerbrod. Um, now, the in the middle of the last century, says here, this is the website for Copenhagen Bakery in New Zealand. In the middle of the last century, a journeyman baker normally lived and ate with his master. It was quite practical for a journeyman baker to live so close to the bakery as the working day started at night. But, of course, it was not always fun to be together with the master day and night. Therefore, some journeymen got together and demanded higher wages. They wanted enough extra so that they could decide for themselves where they wanted to live and what they wanted to eat. The master bakers stood together to resist the demands, and the journeymen went on strike. The result That resulted in a number of applications from Vienna, and in that way, Denmark received some Austrian bakers. The Austrian journeymen brought to Denmark at that time unknown working methods, wrapping up fatty substances in yeast dough. This gave a completely new light and tasty loaf, which became the basis for the later world-famous Danish pastry, Wienerbrod. So that's how it all started in Denmark. And this is all true. I'm not making these things up. I just wanted to share with you because it's a very interesting world that we live in. This is very true. And this is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. My name has been Mike for almost a half an hour. Thank you, Chris, from for Food Gatherers for coming by. And uh, before we help you face the music, with the help of Arwolf, Arwolf will help you face the music, yes. Um, I'd like to hear a song right now that is by a group. This is probably the Arrogant Worms' biggest hit. Um, yes, they're, they're called the Arrogant Worms. And this is Carrot Juice is Murder. <laughs> You've been listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and thank you for doing so. Oh, wait, quick. One thing I want to mention. WCBN Fun Drive starts tomorrow. So if you've loved WCBN, 
You know what to do. It starts tomorrow. And next Thursday on Pandora's Lunchbox, I'm going to have some live musicians in the studio. Uh, Khalid Hanifi of the group The May Pops, also previously of the group Map of the World, will be playing some songs, at least one song about food, and we'll see what else we can come up with. We can throw in some food references there. But that's next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Listen up, brothers and sisters, come hear my desperate tale. I speak of our friends of nature, trapped in the dirt like a jail. Vegetables live in oppression, served on our tables each night. This killing of veggies is madness, I say we take up the fight. Salads are only for murderers, coleslaw's a fascist regime. Don't think that they don't have feelings Just cause a radish can't scream 